Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. All right, Southern California, isn't this a weird day today? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? (laughs) Hey, how could you not wake up on the wrong side of the bed during a void course moon, moon wobble? I am telling you, if you're human, then you must have felt something strange. It's even in the weather, and uh, it's obviously over at Chavez Ravine, too. The Dodgers are getting really whooped by those Mets. But anyway, welcome to the Astrology Hour. Today's topic is called The Law. We're going to talk about the universal law of balance karma today and uh, how I feel, of course, from what I've studied, that you can't get away with anything, even though you may try to get away with anything, whether it's murder or stealing or being dishonest with yourself or others. The truth always comes out, so you must pay a price for everything in life, whether you are aware of it or not. That'll be nine ninety eight. <laughs> Sometimes when you get the bill, you might get it a few lifetimes later, but uh, you eventually are sent a statement for your actions in this universe. So people that live their lives recklessly and uncontrollably and think they can do things without judgment or without any kind of return vibration to rebalance the scales are very foolish. And I myself am even guilty of doing the same thing. Isn't that weird? That's the thing about being human. The one thing that I've learned about being human is this price that we do pay for being human is a high price. And at the same time, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, we always get paid back in multiple forms of return. There's a little bit of the warrior inside of all of us. I think that most of us, if not all of us, have lived somewhere, somehow in a lifetime on this planet in a status of being either a pirate or a warrior or a scavenger, maybe an Indian, right, American Indian. At the same time, a lot of people really have been through a past history on this planet where things like robbing and stealing and thieving were almost like an art form. In fact, if you didn't do it during some courses of American history, you were actually looked down upon. There were some dominant periods in American history where let's say you might have been like me, a Viking, right? And, you know, the culture was to conquer people and rape their women and pillage their tribes. If you didn't do that, your wife would go, what's the matter with you? You know, you come back here, you know, it's because we're trying to spread the seed, you know, and the only way you could spread the seed was to conquer villages and take their women and do that kind of thing. Under God's law, under the law of universal balance, this is not the proper type of vibration you want to send for. Now you're a nice, sensitive, gentle woman, an American citizen, right? And you're, Living your life all cool and calm. You have all these strange things coming down with men, right? You get rejected. You get pushed around. You get yelled at. Sometimes they're a little bit too rough with you. You don't ever think of the fact that you might have been one of Leif Erikson's main sidekicks (laughs) during his ramping through Norway and Sweden and Scandinavia and such back some six, seven hundred, a thousand years ago or whatever. But at the same time, it is true. A lot of us like to think that we have come from past where we have been saints and not sinners where we've come from paths of perfection. Like, imagine living in the American West without a holster, without a gun. How long would you last, right? I mean, like, this was a savage territory. If you were a state in the Union, then that was one thing, because then there was some kind of gun control. You could own a gun, but you really shouldn't wear a gun down the streets in New York City, you know, back in 1850 or whatever. 
but in the Missouri Territory or in the uh, in the Louisiana Purchase Territory, in the Wyoming Territory, you better have a gun because it really wasn't a state yet. It was an American territory, and at the same time, there wasn't much control. And with Indians, you know, very upset because they were being massacred, right? And with wild animals all over the place, on top of that, there was a lot of cougars and wild dogs and such, right? And with crazy people out there trying to prove themselves with their egos and how quick they could draw, it was a pretty good idea to wear a gun. And usually you'd end up dead anyway, right? There was really a lot of killing and a lot of proving who was the best person on the block all throughout American history. Now, as we are entering the Aquarian age, we reflect on this situation that we've had throughout our past and past lives. And many of you have lived 50 or 100, maybe 200 past lives. You can't limit yourself. And we talk about going all the way back to Atlantis and 50, 60,000 years of human history on this planet. I'm not talking about Neanderthal, man. I'm talking about modern technologically history on Atlantis, a lot of which is being repeated here in the world today, right? And there's been all kinds of weird, strange, bizarre occurrences that have gone on on this planet. But the funny thing about the third dimension and the funny thing about God's law, the funny thing about the law of the God essence in this dimension, which I refer to as the law of balance, which a lot of people also refer to as karma, is that nothing happens without a payback, whatever it is. Isn't it strange that a lot of our court systems are corrupt, and throughout history, a lot of the court systems are corrupt? Would you believe this? I want to tell you something, that some of your most corrupt judges throughout history, you know, like maybe during the Reformation period, when you had people getting hung and burned for not being a Christian or for not being the right kind of Christian, these people come back today, they end up in gangs, they might be born to an ethnic group in East L.A., might end up in the Bloods of the Crips. They were a judge in the Middle Ages, but they come back today, and they're the ones that end up in court being judged. Being a judge is a heavy responsibility. If I was a judge, I certainly wouldn't want to be influenced by some lawyer come up to me and saying, well, we're putting uh, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in a Swiss bank account if you would just to donate it to your political office next year. If you understand our client is uh, interested in your, you know, people, policemen and judges and lawyers, I hate to tell you this, but no one is perfect. And it is human nature that especially when you're placed in a position of power, balance is the universal law that exists, and you cannot escape it. There is no rock that is left unturned in this universe, none, which means you are responsible for every thought, every idea, every word, every action, no matter how insignificant or minor you might think it is. You yourself are totally responsible. That means if you're a dentist, and you're out there performing malpractice and drilling people's teeth needlessly, guess what? <laughs> One day, your teeth are going to be ripped out. Maybe another lifetime, right? You might be wondering why you're wearing dentures in this lifetime, right? And you say to yourself, well, maybe I was a dentist in the Middle Ages. Or you wonder why lots of these people go into the hospital over and over and over again. Lots of surgery, lots of surgery. There's lots of torturing that went on throughout the history of this planet where people would be laid out in a rack and tied down and people would come out with instruments and knives and stuff and experiment with them. And then guess what? We're the ones that end up in the hospital in this lifetime. We go, why me, Farley? It's interesting that when you become more holistic, when you become more spiritual, when you become a vegetarian, and if you're a vegetarian, don't slip. 
don't make the mistake of having an occasional meat meal because you will feel like I withdrawal withdrew withdrawn heroin addict after you do that. But anyway, it's so why did I get carnivorous all of a sudden? Do I have a problem? But anyway, the poor animal spirit comes into your soul and goes, Aha! Now you want to feel what it was like to be slaughtered in the pen here now. Feel what it was like. You feel okay now? But anyway, you see, karma works in many strange ways and it works at many weird levels and it's a very complicated, complex vibration that continues to encourage balance. See, no one gets away with anything. There's all kinds of different karmic effects. There's individual karma, there's family karma, there's city karma, there's national karma, there's sports team karma, there's like world karma. It's like you think United States of America was a pretty barbaric country. Can you imagine any country that was settled on such a savage foundation all that war, all that killing, all those guns, all those swords, all those arrows. I mean, what the hell? There was a war going on in America for like 150 years. I mean, you don't read about that in the history books, but it's true. And you know, everybody doesn't wear guns and holsters, but everyone's got them. Most everyone you meet, everyone you see in the street. You know how many people you can see walking in the street? They're packing a rod. Did you know that? In their cars, they've got the gun. With well, a cowboy and Indian ethic might not be visible, but it still exists. This is America. Almost every house, every homeowner that you drive by, they are armed. They have weapons in their houses. Americans are ready. We're ready for an invasion or ready for someone to break into our house to give us an excuse to get the gun out and use what we've been taught to do. We have bred a lot of paranoia. We have bred a lot of violence. We've bred lots of domination and manipulation. It's no wonder that sometimes we find it so difficult to get along. Like I myself... I've been fortunate because I am psychic and I am, I try to be spiritual most of the time and I am holistic and I'm a vegetarian most of the time, you know, and when I'm not, I get punished, right? But at the same time, I am able to regress myself and I am able to go back into my past lives in my dreams and my meditations. I am fully aware of the Viking epic and I'm fully aware of the American Indian epic and I'm fully aware of the Civil War things. I'm fully aware of World War II's epic and what I did then and I'm fully aware of the beautiful wonderful religious spirit I was when I was a priest and I was a rabbi and and I was a nun and, you know, all these wild things. I was a lesbian in a past life once. I remember that. That's weird for me to deal with now because I'm a man. I'm a heterosexual man. But you you regress yourself and you fit in to these regressions. A lot of times when you regress yourself and you really get high, you notice that you were everybody in your life. You look at all these people and you say, God, I was a man just like my father once. No wonder I'm his son now. I have to deal with this. And I was a woman just like my mother. And I was like every one of my best friends. Did you know you can really see your past lives clearly in the people around you that you love and also in the people that you make love to and marry and get involved with in relationships, you are really making a commitment with your former self. And the more people you're involved with, that should give you an idea of how many past lives you've had. Because see, what happens is the universe is a grand mirror. And all it is is a reflection. Because all there is is one essence that keeps reflecting all this light. And this light comes back in many different terminal forms, right? Through millions and billions of terminal outlets from this grand computer with awesome memory, the God computer, right? And we as individual terminals of this consciousness experience the constant reflection. So everyone and everything you deal with, that cop that just wrote you a ticket for crossing the street, right? See yourself in a past life? You were a cop. The surgeon that's going, (laughs) you need to have this removed and that removed. You were a medical person in a past life, right? The dentist who's doing that root canal. This won't hurt too much, Farley. Grind, grind, grind. The guy that just rear-ended you, you'd sunk his ship in a past life, right? 
you can actually see your past lives every day in every way from everyone you meet, everyone you talk to, and the people you're the closest to are the more close reflection. So a lot of times, if you want to regress yourself, look at your life and look at the people around you and you'll see your past lives and it'll be fully obvious. And one thing you must be aware of that now we are supposedly are in a more conscious state. And when we have heavy transits, like all this week I was talking about the hard transits, right? The Capricorn, the, the Aries and the Cancer transits. People are getting beat up really bad right now. They're being shown the negative reflection of how horrible they were in a past life. Somebody just slapped you in the face, right? Well, you want to know what kind of person you were about 10,000 years ago when you whacked that guy? This person is returning this vibration to you. It's like everything I see as a boomerang, everything. And this is such a good boomerang that it comes right back, and it comes back harder than you threw it out. So you better make sure that you take that boomerang and you pat it with a pillowy, (laughs) billowy softness, nurturing love, and pampered vibration, because sometimes when that boomerang comes back, it hurts. And so we're having these hard transits this week. We are having the moon wobble, which is a strange vibration. It's when the sun is in conjunction to or square or oppose the north node of the moon. Well, north node of the moon being 14 Pisces, this will peak when the sun is 14 Virgo, which is right around the 6th or the 10th of September, right? So what happens is it's a four-week effect. See, it happens three weeks before the peak and one week passing. And a lot of times, moon wobble situations are filled with disappointments concerning new beginnings. Now, it doesn't mean all new beginnings are going to be filled with disappointments, but sometimes it does. It could also mean strange problems like bills, audits, past due situations, karma coming out of left field that needs to be absolved, peace that needs to be made, letters that need to be sent, deadlines that need to be kept. Then there's a void course moon today. Obviously, you don't want to get married today with a Capricorn moon wobble void course moon because the next day you'll turn to your wife and you'll say, do I know you? (laughs) Are you the same woman I met three weeks ago? And she'll go, from another planet here. Astrology is fun because astrology is a science that we use as a map of karmic reflection. See, when we get the natal chart done, we look at our planets and see those squares and oppositions. Then we actually get an idea of exactly the type of being we are now, what kind of mirror we are and exactly what kind of reflection we can expect in this life cycle. And we definitely attract our past to us. That's what our job is. Purpose of life is to attract past vibrations and to make a peace with it. This all has to do with eternal self-esteem, our eternal self-respect. Not only are you supposed to love yourself now and respect yourself and raise your self-esteem now, but you have to learn how to embrace that negative, violent, hostile, arrogant, aggressive side to your past that might come to you in the form of all the people around you. So if you're in a strange family situation, if people are yelling at you and screaming at you and you're being beat up and manipulated and dominated or raped or whatever, then you have some idea of exactly what kind of Viking or pirate or warrior, right? I mean, we're talking about some darned aggressive people throughout the history of Earth. Isn't it amazing that some people walk around and they think they're holier than thou? They were going to say, hey, I'm untouched by this stuff. I never did anything naughty in a past life. Oh, sure. You know, there was corruption all through the history of this planet. It's like, you think religion is the answer? Religion is one of the more dominant manipulative karmas you can think of. You know how many people have been involved in religious political bureaucracy throughout the history of this planet? They haven't even cared about God. They've just used it for power. That's right. A lot of people walk around saying, yes, I'm a priest. Sure, I'm a priest. Want to make a donation? (laughs) There's all kinds of things that have gone on through history. 
in order for people to get money, to get bread, to get food, to get water, to get a place to stay, you'd be surprised what they'd turn to. Sure, they'll put some black cloth on, a little white stripe in their throat, walk around and say they're a priest. If they have to live to survive, that's what they do. But when you come back in the next lifetime, you've got to pay for that. That's the law. And that's what the topic is about, the law. See? So you never have to worry about justice in this universe, because in this dimension, what goes around comes around. It's the law of karma. And what goes out comes back. It's just like the waves. And whatever energy you send out will come back. And the only way to make a peace with this vibration and to balance it so you can cut down some of the pain of the memory of the reflection of this past existence you had is to embrace it, number one, not worry about it, send it off into the light, write it off as a part of your own self, right? And learn to meditate so you can get into your higher self, put it into perspective into your mind, and forgive yourself for it in a higher state of consciousness without having to live through it in a day-to-day basis. So if you wonder why people that are spiritual, that meditate and that pray all the time, sometimes seem to have easier lives, it's because they work out their karma in their higher self without having to put their finger in the block or their hand in the black box, right, to see what happens to it. They actually try to put themselves in touch with the God self, and that's the way they try to absolve this vibration to make their lives more comfortable. And the payback for paying off this price and for assuming this balance is spiritual growth and evolution of the soul, which lifts your awareness, reveals more truth about the wonders of the universe and the mechanics of this dimension, and also puts you more in touch with who and what you really are as a being connected to the God force. How's this for a topic, huh? Pretty outstanding, huh? I just went berserk. Last night I had a dream about this topic after I had the spaghetti, and I thought, oh, real good. You better do this topic, Farley. Otherwise, you're going to come back as a cow. You see, many years ago, I might not have been your teacher. Actually, you were all my teacher. If you want to know the truth, (laughs) I'm trying to return this vibration that you gave to me. Thank you. Actually, I may have hurt a few of you, so I'm trying to be nice to you this time around. That's another way to absolve karma. See, when you butcher people or beat them up or slaughter them or torture them as a Viking or an Indian, this time around you want to guide them into the light. Instead of sending them into the light, you want to guide them into the light, you know? So that's why a lot of people become philosophers and priests and politicians and a people that are astrologers and metaphysicians and healers because they are trying to return the life and they are trying to return the love that was taken from them. So sometimes when you see people that are famous or in powerful positions, it doesn't mean that they were always like this. What we're trying to do is pay back our debt, our debt to society, our debt to humanity, our debt to God. And you can compound your debt because when you have power, you usually have a choice of being the dominator, being the manipulator, being the charmer, the con artist, right? And fooling people, fleecing them, screwing them, taking advantage of them, right? Leaving them out in the cold, rejection. Or you can take that power on the other side and help them. Show them the light, show them the love. Raise your hand if you've changed for the better since you've been listening to this show, right? Has Farley done anything to help you? So I'm not such a bad guy. I mean, okay, if you remember when I was a Viking, I remember, you know, like some of the times, you know, I'd be leading the crowd, here here they come with their swords flashing, right? But uh, now, you know, I have no sword, I'm no weapons, I've just got a little microphone here. And so instead of pillaging your villages and stuff, I'm just uh, opening little seeds of consciousness in people's hearts and souls. So if there's somebody out there that says, yeah, Farley, you've done some good. You've helped me. I feel better. I like life. I understand it. It's easier now. Okay, debt paid, okay? No more bills. No more statements. Forget those bill collectors. But see, it's something to remember. The law never stops, and the balance always continues. And it goes along with the major point at the beginning of the topic that you are responsible 
for every thought, every word, and every action. And don't think you can get away with it just because you can meditate. Don't think you can go out there and kill someone and meditate that away. doesn't work like that. Frankly, when you're supposedly a new age person and you break the law, you have to pay a much higher price. Trust me, people that understand the law that break it, and everyone out there will agree that you pay a much bigger bill, a much heavier price than those that are ignorant of the law and go out there and keep breaking it. They still pay the price. You know, the balance still returns. One fun thing about studying astrology throughout your life is that you never, ever stop discovering further information concerning this law, concerning this balance, and concerning the areas as far as where the bills are and where the debts are and where the prices are, seeing what houses your planets are in, what houses they're focused in, whether the debts are focused in childhood or with children or in your marriage or relationships or with partners or debts with money. Hey, how many of you have been greedy landowners in past lives or greedy lords dominating the peasants? Do you know how many peasants lived on this planet in the history of this planet, they're all the ones that are rich now with money and generous. We are the ones that were the landowners back then. Everybody that calls me up and says, Farley, where's the money? Hey, about 500 years ago, you had an entire kingdom. Just consider yourself lucky if you have some clothes and some shelter and a little food in the refrigerator and you got a few bucks in the bank because that's what happens. You abuse your power in past lives and then you come back and you got to pay it off. you got to pay that debt off. So thank God for whatever little you have. Consider yourself lucky, because this is a positive return of what you put out. And if you have problems in your life, then forgive yourself for what you did in the past to create that. Just say, hey, so you don't have any money, I'm sorry, I was greedy last time. Even though I'm broke, I'm going to go ahead and give this guy standing in front of Junior's a buck, so he can have something to eat. Ah, that's a way to absolve karma. You're being generous when you have nothing. Doesn't that say something about that in the Bible? I don't know, I don't read the book. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just kidding. Okay, now that's a good topic. I'm actually not kidding. I'm never kidding. This show is very serious, and even though I seem tongue-in-cheek, I do deliver it in like a serious, sort of satirical manner, but all the philosophy I teach in this show, I'm damn serious about. You better believe that. So when I make a joke and say I'm not, you know the truth. Let's go to Jenny on line number one, July 21st, 1960, and she has no idea what her rising is. Is that right, Jenny? No, my rising's Libra. Okay, you're Cancer Sun. I got it. Uh-huh. How you doing, Farley? Pretty good. I'm a little high from that topic. Yeah, I just want to tell you, like a breath of fresh air every day at noon. Really? So you're one of those people that I've helped? Yes. And I hope I didn't hurt you too bad in a past life. (laughs) That's a pretty wild Indian, I'll tell you. That's one of those people who's like, we must declare war against the Sioux. You know, and they go, we're Apache, we don't fight. I go, yes, darn, they took our land, our women, everything. (laughs) That's the way American Indians were, you know. You take their land, you take their women, you take their horses. They sit around for a while and mull about it, and then they go, hey, you know what? I think it's time for a major war dance. Okay, what can we do for you today? I'd like a compatibility. Is this with an alien, a human, a man, a, a woman? Male. A, a what? A male. Male, okay. His birth date is 11 Gosh, I think you're going to get married. Oh, my gosh. Has I he just po- met him, too, and he's really neat. You just met him? Yes. Well, you are shown more of a marriage than he is. It's possible that he might be shown a commitment but he appears to be very magnetic. Have you looked into his track record? I just recently, I just went out on a first date with him, so no, I haven't. Does he seem like the type of guy that's been around a lot of women? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I think there's a chance that maybe some other woman somewhere in a lost corner might have been interested in him in, uh, previously? Maybe. He's yeah, a pretty respectable person. He looks like he's got a Venus trine Pluto, which could be a sexual obsession. 
Uh-huh. And if that's true, he could have quite a track record. We're talking about maybe over a hundred. Oh my gosh. So, you know, prior to being aware of that, you are still shown balance, okay, in relationships, but he is shown, if not one major commitment, which means he probably should have been married by now with this chart, right? Hmm. And if you're not married with this time of karma, it usually means a lot of women. Uh-oh. So you might want to talk to him about it, you know? Yeah. Say, hey, can you show me some pictures of uh, your old girlfriends? Or do you have a big scrapbook with, like, thousands of pictures in it or something? Okay, good luck, Jenny. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I like that. The guy's got a Venus trying Pluto, and he's not married. Oh, my God. Could be a gigolo. Okay, let's go to Linda on line number, oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Linda on line number two, Leo Cancer Rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Excellent. You found it. Thank you. I haven't called up before, and uh, I just wanted, I'm going through a lot of changes. I'm planning to make a lot of changes, and I wanted to get a general scan with emphasis on career. How's your anxiety levels? Uh, well, considering all that I'm planning to do and all the changes I'm making, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Looks like things are going to get really pumped up here as far as details, responsibilities, odd jobs, running around, spring cleaning, fall cleaning. A lot of things are happening here, Mm -hmm. so you're being prepared for a lot. Financially, you have one of the better charts I have seen. You're a very hardworking lady. If you were in your own business, you'd do much better to make this money because Neptune's trying your Venus, Saturn will be there, Uranus will be there. If you work for other people, you'll probably make the money for them. That's how it's been in the past. Yeah, but as a Leo, you still have the chart of a business leader, and as long as you wait and avoid doing it, you're just kind of blowing your karma, okay? Okay, uh, one, you said something about moon wobbles and new changes yesterday, and that kind of put me on edge because of all these new changes. Is that is that a very strong influence? Well, I guess, you know, the best way to learn how astrology works is to be the guinea pig, right? Okay. <laughs> That's kind of how I learned about it. You become aware of new beginnings, and then you always remember that they started during a moon wobble. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when you get the results, you find out yourself <laughs> whether the moon wobble was tough or not. Okay. Okay? Well, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. For some people, it's no problem. You know, some people will rise above it like I do, right? Oh, sure, Farley. This is the Astrology Hour. Let's go back and talk to Stella. And Stella is born June 2nd, 55, Taurus Rising. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Well, just like the other caller, the previous caller, I'm going through a lot of changes as well. But I'd also like to have a general scan on emphasis on a compatibility with somebody who was born 11... 2254. Okay, 112254. Right. Is this a man? Yes. Okay, uh, this person has Venus in Scorpio and Mars in Aquarius and could have a whole set of unusual personality traits here. Does this person seem to throw a lot of different personalities at you? Uh, yes. Okay, how about romantically? Do you think you have balance with this person? Uh, yes. Okay, you have Saturn in Scorpio. He has Venus in Scorpio. Your Saturn is sitting on his Venus, which is very karmic. So that means that both of you would be exact reflections of yourselves from past lives. So this is like a reversal relationship with you playing the woman and he's playing the man now. So I think the key to this relationship is to learn mutual respect. There is a chance for fighting here. It could be, it's like a love-hate. You know, it could be very close, very loving, or it could be extremely distant and lots of emotion. Okay? Okay. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don is a Sag Leo rising. Hey, Donnie. How's it going there, Farley? DJ, excellent. Yeah. I had a strange dream last night, though. 
Is that right? I was an FBI agent. Hey. And I was watching a politician who I was working for, and there was an assassin there, and he assassinated the politician I was working for. So I grabbed his gun and assassinated him. And then I woke up and went, oh, I'm going to eat meat again real quick. <laughs> that's, a, that's a heavy dream. It, it really was heavy because you could hear the gunfire, and I was holding the gun, and I thought, wow. Must have been Atlantis or something. Yeah. And the next voice I heard was, my name is Officer Heading. I'm with the CIA. Nobody move. <laughs> I, I hope it wasn't a president or something. <laughs> what can we do for you? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, everything's been lovely, Folly. Uh, you know, I've uh, reached a point in my life where a lot of things are working very well for me. And uh, career-wise, and even here over in the romantic area here, I've met somebody back in the in March. Aquarius <laughs> Rising, born... February the 13th, 1947, and we seem to be just, I mean, it's been six months now, and everything's just been beautiful, you know, and I was wondering what the world's going on, and the compatibility is so... <laughs> Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Whenever you have something go on, you know, this person has a wonderful Mars. She's got a marriaging Mars here, we call this. Mars in Aquarius, trine Uranus in Gemini. Whenever you meet a woman with Mars trines, they're real marriageable. And you're, on the other hand, you have this Venus and Sag sextile her Mars, which is real nice. Uh -huh. And you have a Venus trine Pluto. So both of you have marriageable charts. The Leo rising and the Aquarius rising is balanced because they're opposites. Uh -huh. But remember, Leo and Aquarius risings are extremely strong personalities. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So once again, if you ever got into a period of argument, it would be intense. Uh -huh. So that's why you need to mediate, negotiate, and cooperate, you know, stroke each other instead of yell at each other, you know. I don't guess there's been too much argument now, but if you got married to this person, because there is so much Leo Aquarius in both charts, it is a powerful bond. Uh -huh. So if somebody got ticked off, sort of background substance of the personality would sort of be projected. Uh -huh. Things that are being hidden and kept in hold by both of you. Kind of like the sleeping dragon. Uh -huh. <laughs> Well, when you're Leo rising and Aquarius rising, you always have sleeping dragons. Well, I, well, and they're left well enough alone, you know? Yeah, right. I was wondering, like you said, I had uh, Venus trying Pluto. Yeah. And I noticed that you had mentioned that to a caller previously. You said that uh, this guy that she was talking about might be some kind of, you know, in gigolo type thing. I don't feel like, you know, that type of... Uh, well, Don, how many women have you admittedly made love to in your life? Not that many. How many? Few. About five? Say. Less than five. Really? How many times have you been married? Uh, I've been in two uh, marriages. Okay. One, one for ten years and another one for seven. Okay, now you remember what I said? I said a man with a Venus trine Pluto uh -huh. would either be in a commitment uh -huh. or promiscuous. Uh -huh. It depends the choice you make uh, of, of the power you have. Uh -huh. So you took your Venus trine Pluto, you got married twice. But uh -huh. if you hadn't have been married, uh -huh. then you might have gone the other route. Is that also a sign, a money sign to uh, Venus trying Pluto? Is that, uh, How's your bank account? It's, it's very well. I deal with lots of money. Then no problem, right? Okay, guy. I got to go. Hey, one more thing, Farley. Yeah? Essence vibration, 21. What, 21 Leo? Yeah. No way. That's really? That's it? That's it. Uh-oh, you're an alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. 21 Leo. A bombastic effort to do something worthwhile. An angry need to dispel excessive energy. A loud roar of dissatisfaction with society's imbalance. Okay? All right. Very good. Bye-bye. Let's go to Joanna now, who is a Leo Scorpio rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? Excellent. Good. I love your show. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like some direction as far as career. What do you do now? Oh, I'm a student. You're kidding. 
No. Well, how many degrees do you have? <laughs> been... I'm just beginning. What year are you in? I'm, uh, I just finished the first year. I'm in the second. I'm a late bloomer. Well, you have a major amount of Libra. For a Leo sun sign, we are talking Mercury, Venus, Neptune, and Jupiter all in Libra, which is a tremendous balance, real good ability to be objective about people's problems and offer suggestions or answers. Counseling, therapy, astrology, law, being a judge, being a mediator, a negotiator, public relations, sales, or anything in journalism would be wonderful for you. Does that help? Yeah, it does. That's great. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go now and see. Annie, are you there? Hello, is anybody on line six? Annie, are you there? Yes. Where have you been? Oh, right here. I've been listening to the station. I came from seconds to leaving you and saying goodbye forever. Oh, boy. Okay, now at least you're there. So what's your question? It is concerning my son, Alex. He's nine months old, and he's a Scorpio. When's his birthday? November 14th, 1987. And um, I'm at the point of deciding whether I'm going to go back to work full-time and leave him. November 13th, 1987? November 14th. Uh-huh. Well, um, what, would you leave him with a nanny or something? Yeah, or I would... Pursue, like I have been working for myself, being self-employed. Is he got a Virgo moon? I don't know. I think he does. Uh-huh. Boy, does he love you if he does. Ooh. He does. It's amazing. Yeah. Boy, this is a close bond. Yeah. I think you're going to miss him. Yep. Yeah. Do you need money? Uh, yeah. It would help, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a pretty hard-working baby. You might want to take him with you. I'm just kidding. Actually. Yeah, I've been doing that, actually. What? I, working on my own, I've been doing that with him, working with him. And it's been difficult, but, uh... Like I said, he just said, uh-uh, which means he doesn't want you to leave you. <laughs> now, I don't know. I would think for you to go back to work right now, well, I don't know how you could avoid it, really. You're really shown activity in that area yeah. right now. Like you're missing the buck as far as money goes. Yeah. But I, I think you might want to spend more quality time with the baby when you are around. Uh-huh. You might want to wait one month, but still... With all these planets trying your Venus, you're showing tremendous success and career right now. Really? That's sort of, I've been really having a push towards staying on my own. And, uh, but it has, like, the jobs haven't been rolling in. They've been coming in, but, uh, I don't know. Okay, well, thank you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll be back weekdays on KFOX at 12 noon. We'll see you real soon. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye, everybody.